evening. Today is August 6, 2018, and this is the 70th MRE podcast. First of all, I cannot believe that this is already 70th. Uh, it feels like yesterday we started podcasting again this year. Um, great to be doing live stream today. I am extremely extremely tired uh so i've been starting my day super early uh, on sunday i started my day at 5 a.m today i started my day at 4 45 a.m and it's been great it's great to get up early uh my body my body doesn't like it i don't like it personally but it does give you more time what I mean by that is, I think in the morning, you're just more alert and productive, especially after about seven hours of sleep. Um, exercising in the morning has been super helpful to get my blood flowing and get my mind going and things like that. But the downside to starting your day early is that uh, you have to end your day early as well. By 6 p.m., I am sleepy. I'm tired. And so um, if I do continue this lifestyle, sleeping uh, a little bit earlier, probably like by 9.30, I am, I'm like about to go to bed. Um, for sure, before 10, I'm asleep. And I realize that if I want to keep this rhythm, I might have to push my live stream earlier, probably 8 p.m. or rather than doing uh 9 p.m and so I'll, I'll let you guys know when i change the time uh for now i think let's keep it as how it is um and so we'll see how that goes but i'll lo love to hear 8 p.m okay for those who are listening um i know that that could be better for east coast people for west coast people that's like 6 p.m which is pretty uh like around dinner time but and another question that I have for viewers, for those who are watching this, would you like shorter live streams? So 30 minutes instead of an hour, 30 minutes and do it more frequently. So I was thinking maybe I do Monday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 30 minutes, uh, and then just have my day off on Friday. So it will be like four times uh of 30 minute session instead of three times of three hours oh i guess four times of 30 minutes is shorter two hours but yeah let me know if you like that format better uh in terms of going through scripture but here the goal is to uh read through the whole old testament by end of this year uh by 2000 18 december 31st i'm actually feeling like man we gotta uh kind of read more so maybe i don't know i might do more live stream depending on my schedule just so that we are able to finish the book by end of this year but how cool would that be if we actually finish the old testament by end of this year and then start fresh again next year from genesis or from new testament again backward or forward you know like that would be really cool or maybe we'll switch it up next year to do more in-depth bible study perhaps on live stream or more dialogue if there are more people watching so we'll play by ear 
with that said, let's jump into the, to today's passage. Um, we are already starting 15 minutes late. I was running in from uh, something that I have to take care of at 9 p.m. So that's why we're starting late. But I, I know we can get to uh, more today. And looks like the internet is really good. But if you remember, we are just at chapter 17 and you remember this uh we just finished chapter 16 we're at the half point of leviticus and now we're going to be looking into the final part of the day of atonement which is going to be about the place of sacrifice and then it's gonna uh kind of wind backward which is purity law right here and then priesthood and law about rituals again to end the Leviticus. Most likely, we're going to get to end of chapter 22 and reserve 23, 27, 23 through 27 by uh, probably by Wednesday, we should be able to finish that. Um, with that said, let me pray for us and let's jump into today's text. God, we thank you for your word. We are really grateful. Even though my body is tired, uh, when I get to this time, I feel like my spirit is awakened. My spirit is thirsting for your word. You know, just like our background song, As the Deer. God, every time I listen to that music, I'm thinking about, help me to pant. Help me to long for you, for your presence, for your word. Uh, help me to really, really hunger and thirst for you than anything else in this world. So God, open our eyes. Give us deep desire and understanding to your word that we can hear your voice and we can also know what you want for our lives. We thank you. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Chapter 17, Leviticus, reading from ESV, English Standard Version. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons and to all the people of Israel and say to them, This is the thing that the Lord has commanded. If any one of the house of Israel kills an ox or a lamb or a goat in the camp or kills it outside the camp, and does not bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting to offer it as a gift to the Lord in front of the tabernacle of the Lord. Blood guilt shall be imputed to that man. He has shed blood, and that man shall be cut off from the, among his people. This is to the end that the people of Israel may bring their sacrifices, that they sacrifice in the open field, that they may bring them to the Lord, to the priests at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and sacrifice them as sacrifices of peace offerings to the Lord. And the peace. And the priest shall throw the blood on the altar of the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting, burn the fat for a pleasing aroma to the Lord. So they shall no more sacrifice their sacrifices to goat demons, after whom they whore. This shall be a statute forever for them throughout their generation. And you shall say to them, Any one of the house of Israel or of the strangers who sojourn among them, who offers a burnt offering or sacrifice, and does not bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting to offer it to the Lord, that man shall be cut off from his people pause right here i just realized we read this we read this um friday i remember talking about goat demons and whoring after that in the sacrifice system but 
it's a short chapter. So let's finish reading. But we read this. Uh, we're actually in chapter 18. If any one of the house of Israel or of the strangers who sojourn among them eats any blood, I will set my face against that person who eats blood and will cut him off from among his people. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it for you on the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement by the life. Therefore, I've said to the people of Israel, no person among you shall eat blood, neither shall any stranger who sojourns among you eat blood. Any one also of the people of Israel or of the strangers who sojourn among them who takes it hunting, any beast or bird that may be eaten shall pour out its blood, cover it with earth. For the life of every creature is in its blood. Its blood is its life. Therefore, I have said to the people of Israel, you shall not eat the blood of any creature for the life of every creature is its blood. Whoever eats, eats it shall be cut off. And every person who eats what dies of itself or what is torn by beasts, whether he is a native or a sojourner, shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Then he shall be clean. But if he does not wash them or bathe his flesh, he shall bear his iniquity. And the Lord spoke to chapter 18. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, I am the Lord your God. You shall not do any as they do in the land of Egypt where you lived and you shall not do as they do in the land of Canaan. To which I'm bringing you, you shall not walk in their statutes. You shall follow my rules, keep my statutes and walk in them. I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my rules. If a person does them, he shall live by them. I am the Lord. None of you shall approach any one of his close relatives to uncover nakedness. I am the Lord. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father, which is the nakedness of your mother. She is your mother. You shall not uncover her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife. It is your father's nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your sister, your father's daughter, or your daughter's daughter, whether brought up in the family or in another home. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your son's daughter or of your daughter's daughter, for their nakedness is your own nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife's daughter, brought up in your father's family, since she is your sister. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's sister, she is your father's relative. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister, for she is your mother's relative. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's brother, that is your, you shall not approach his wife, she is your aunt. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your daughter-in-law, she is your son's wife. You shall not uncover the, her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife, it is your brother's nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of a woman and of her daughter, and you shall not take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter to uncover her nakedness. They are relatives. It is depravity. And you shall not take a woman as a rival wife to her sister, uncovering her nakedness while her sister is still alive. You shall not approach a woman to uncover her nakedness while she is in her menstrual uncleanness. You shall not lie sexually with your neighbor's wife and so make yourself unclean with her. You shall not give any of your children to offer them to Molech and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. You shall not lie with any animal, so make yourself unclean with it. Neither shall any woman give herself to an animal to lie with it. It is perversion. 
Do not make yourselves unclean by any of these. For by all these, the nations I'm driving out before you have become unclean. And the Lord um, and the land became unclean so that I punished its iniquity and the land vomited out its inhabitants. But you shall keep my statutes, my rules, and do none of these abominations, either the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. For the people of the land who were before you did all of these abominations so that the land became unclean, lest the land vomit you out when you make it unclean, as it vomited out the nation that was before you. Everyone who does any of these abominations, the persons who do them shall be cut off from among their people. So keep my charge never to practice any of these abominable customs that were practiced before you, never to make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. So very um, thorough list of unlawful sexual relations uh, i'm sure you caught that as the repeated words nakedness and uncovering right it's not just uncovering but the action that really leads to and that's what uncovering actually means um if you remember the book of ruth uh even that there's a part where ruth uncovers or exposes uh, Boaz's feet. And Boaz actually says, no, 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 I can't do this with you. And which is the redemptive kind of presence that Boaz is portraying in the book of Ruth. And here, uncovering the nakedness, does that mean just uncovering? But it means to have sexual relations. And so it's very clear. It's like pretty much saying um, that is reserved for you and your wife outside of all that polygamy is is not a thing right it's it's uh meant to be monogamous of course uh because people are sinful and people are stiff-necked people um it's almost as if god kind of allowed it like he allowed things to just happen that doesn't mean that he justified them right but it's more uh it's almost his mercy because he could have literally wiped his people, which almost happened in the golden calf, but he just let it be knowing that, uh, again, the people need savior, uh, which is going to be Jesus in the end. So I thought it was very interesting even here, just uncovering nakedness and repeating that word many, many times. It's just like, God knew the temptation even in this time is, is there. And what's going to separate them from other nations is this holiness that they're called to seek. And that's why in the end of this section, when the rest of the nations are going crazy about all these sexual things or even perversion, abomination, all these things, uh, God's people are called to be different call to practice differently and this leads really well to chapter 19 where you're going to see what this holiness means more so chapter 19 here we go and the lord spoke to moses saying speak to all the congregation of the people of israel and say to them you shall be holy 
For I, the Lord your God, am holy. Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father, and you shall keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Do not turn to idols or make for yourselves any gods of cast metal. I am the Lord your God. When you offer a sacrifice of peace offerings to the Lord, you shall offer it so that you may be accepted. It shall be eaten the same day you offer it or on the day after. And anything left over until the third day shall be burned up with fire. It is, if it is eaten at all on the third day, it is tainted. It will not be accepted. And everyone who eats it shall bear his iniquity because he has profaned what is holy to the Lord. And the person shall be cut off from his people. When you reap the harvest of your land, and you shall not reap your field right up to its edge, neither shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest, and you shall not strip your vineyard bare, neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard, and you shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourners. I am the Lord your God. You shall not steal, you shall not deal falsely, you shall not lie to one another, you shall not swear by my name falsely, uh, and so profane the name of your God, I am the Lord. You shall not oppress your neighbor or rob him. The wages of a hired worker shall not remain with you all night until the morning. You shall not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind, but you shall fear your God, I am the Lord. You shall do no injustice in court. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great. But in righteousness shall you judge your neighbor. You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people. And you shall not stand up against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. You shall not hate your brother in your heart. But you shall reason frankly with your neighbor. Lest you incur sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. You shall keep my statutes. You shall not let your cattle breed with a different kind. You shall not sow your field with two kinds of seed, nor shall you wear garment of clothes made of two kinds of material. If a man lies sexually with a woman who is a slave assigned to another man, not yet ransomed or given her freedom, a distinction shall be made. They shall not be put to death because she was not free. But he shall bring his compensation to the Lord, to the entrance of the tent of meeting, a ram for a guilt offering. And the priest shall make atonement for him with the ram of the guilt offering before the Lord, for his sin has not uh, he has committed, and he shall be forgiven for the sin that he has committed. When you come into the land and plant any kind of tree for food, then you shall regard its fruit as forbidden. Three years it shall be forbidden to you. It must not be eaten. And in the fourth year, all its fruit shall be holy, an offering of praise to the Lord. But in the fifth year, you may eat of its fruit to increase its yield for you. I am the Lord your God. You shall not any eat any flesh uh, with the blood in it. You shall not interpret almonds or tell fortunes. You shall not round off the hair of your temples or mar the edges of your beard. You shall not make any cuts on your body for the dead or tattoo yourselves. I am the Lord. Do not profane your daughter by making her prostitute, lest the land fall into prostitution and the land become full of depravity. You shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. 
Do not turn mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out and so make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. You shall stand up before the gray head and the honor the face of an old man and you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. When a stranger sojourns with you in your land, you shall not do him wrong. You shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as a native among you. You shall love him as yourself, for you are strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. You shall do no wrong in judgment, in measures of length, or weight, or quantity. You shall have just balances, just weights, just ephah, and a just hin. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, and you shall observe all my statutes, all my rules, and do them. I am the Lord. Let me pause here and again say something. The context matters. And many of these things that God is commanding them to do, it's going to radically set them apart from their cultural context. So when we read these things, it's good for us to think about what are things of this world today that uh, profanes or even, um, even us as Christians doesn't stand out. So what are some ways, not just, just things are, that are radical um, for no reason, no purpose, but really what are things that's going to lift up God's name uh, that are countercultural. So one thing that I can think of is sacrificially loving someone, meaning that you're not loving someone just because they give you something back. It's kind of like you scratch my back and I scratch your back, give and take a relationship, but it's fully just sacrificial relationship, meaning uh, you're not expecting anything when you do random act of kindness or as you serve them, you're not taking things from them, but you're just freely doing something for them, you know, out of love and care for that person. To me, that's pretty countercultural in our day and age. Um, yeah. And I think the list can go on and on. So similarly, what are some ways, even this list right here, it's all about, I am the Lord. Uh, don't get tattoos or make cuts in your body in other words, piercing kind of thing. Because those things has implication in this time uh, for idol worshiping or for marking you as a slave in that time, right? Like there's all this connotation and he's saying, don't do that. The main point is, I am the Lord, fear me. And uh, yeah, it says, you shall, what does it say? You shall observe all my statutes, all my rules and do them. And the reason why is I am the Lord. You're going to be representing who I am. And so that's really the main point here. Uh, and all these laws were helping them to do that. In this time, in this context, and for us, it might look a little bit differently in, in some aspects. And then in uh, some aspect, it looks very similar. Yeah. Chapter 20. So we are still in purity law, right? Yes, we're still in purity law. We're going backward. Okay. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, chapter 20. 
Say to the people of Israel, any one of the people of Israel or of the strangers who sojourn in Israel who gives any of his children to Molech. Remember, this is a big deal uh, in this time. People were sacrificing their children to this God because they give you something. Shall surely put to death. The people of land shall stone him with stones. I myself will set my face against that man and will cut him off among his people because he has given one of his children to Molech to make my sanctuary unclean and to profane my holy name. And if the people of the land do at all close their eyes to that man when he gives one of his children to Molech and do not put him to death, then I will set my face against that man and against his clan and will cut them off from among their people. Him and all who follow him in whoring after Molech. If a person turns to mediums and necromancers whoring after them, I will set my face against that person and will cut him off from the, among his people. Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. For anyone who curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. He has cursed his father or his mother. His blood is upon them. So very serious, right? It's not just the people who are doing it. Even the people who sees them do the sin, the sinful act, and they don't say anything, they are punished as well because it's such a serious deal. Um, and I think there's a lot of truth in that, right? Verse 10, if a man commits adultery with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and the adulteress surely shall be put to death. If a man lies with his father's wife, he has uncovered his father's nakedness. Both of them sure, shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. If a man lies with his daughter-in-law, both of them shall surely be put to death. They have committed perversion. Their blood is upon them. If a man lies with a male as with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. If a man takes a woman and her mother also, it is depravity. He and they shall be burned with fire, and there that there may be no depravity among you. If a man lies with an animal, he shall he shall surely be put to death, and you should you shall kill the animal. If a woman approaches any animal and lies with it, you shall kill the woman and the animal. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. If a man takes his sister, a daughter of his father or daughter of his mother, and sees her nakedness, and she sees his nakedness, it is a disgrace. And they shall be cut off in the sight of the children of their people. He has uncovered his sister's nakedness, and he shall bear his iniquity. If a man lies with a woman during her menstrual period, uncovers her nakedness, he has made naked her fountain, and she has uncovered the fountain of her blood. Both of them shall be cut off from among the, their people. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister or your father's sister, for that is to make naked one's relative. They shall bear their iniquity. If a man lies with his uncle's wife, he has uncovered his uncle's nakedness. They shall bear their sin. They shall die childless. Childless. If a man takes his brother's wife, it is impurity. He has uncovered his brother's nakedness. They shall be childless. You shall therefore keep all my statutes, all my rules, and do them. 
that the land where I'm bringing you to live may not vomit you out. And you shall not walk in the customs of the nation that I'm driving out before you, for they did all these things, and therefore I detested them. But I've said to you, you shall inherit their land, and I'll give it to you to possess in a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God, who has separated you from the peoples. You shall therefore separate the clean beast from the unclean, and the unclean bird from the clean. You shall not make yourself detestable by beasts or by bird or by anything with which the ground crawls, which I have set apart for you to hold unclean. You shall be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and have separated you from the peoples, and you should be mine. A man or a woman who is a medium or necromancer shall surely be put to death, shall be stoned with stones, their blood shall be upon them. So here we are seeing kind of the punishment for uh, going about not keeping the statutes that we heard already. But yeah, the punish punishment for sexual immoralities, what's going to happen. Uh, the key word here is death. It's repeated constantly. And even in Romans, the wages of sin is death. This is what sin does. And it's not, some of them are not instant death, but it's just, it, I mean, every one of us, right? It leads to death. So we're in need of a savior. Um, we fall short of God's glory and his holiness. Well, let's continue. Chapter 21 excuse me now we're in priesthood talking about priesthood again uh, chapter 21 and the Lord said to Moses speak to the priests the sons of Aaron and say to them no one shall make himself unclean for the dead among his people except for his closest relatives his mother his father his son his daughter his brother or his virgin sister who is near to them because she has had no husband, for her he may make himself unclean. He shall not make himself unclean as a husband among his people, and so profane himself. They shall not make bald patches on their heads, nor shave off the edges of their beards, nor make any cuts on their body. They shall be holy to their God, and not profane the name of their God, for they offer the Lord's food offerings, the bread of their God, therefore they shall be holy. They shall not marry a prostitute or a woman who has been defiled. Neither shall they marry a woman divorced from her husband. For the priest is holy to his God. You shall sanctify him, for he offers the bread of your God. He shall be holy to you. For I, the Lord, who sanctify you, am holy. And the daughter of any priest, if she profanes herself by whoring, profanes her father, she shall be burned with fire. The priest who is chief among his brothers, on whose head the anointing oil is poured, and who has been consecrated to wear the garments, shall not let the hair of his head hang loose, nor tear his clothes. He shall not go into any dead bodies, nor make himself unclean, even for his father or for his mother. He shall not go out of the sanctuary, lest he profane the sanctuary of his God. 
for the consecration of the anointing oil of his God is on him. I am the Lord and he shall take a wife in her virginity, a widow or a divorced woman or uh, a woman who has been defiled or prostitute. These he shall not marry, but he shall take as his wife a virgin of his own people that he may not profane his offspring among his people. For I am the Lord who sanctifies him. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron, saying, None of your offspring throughout their generation who has blemish may approach to offer the bread of his God. For no one who has blemish shall draw near a man blind or lame, or one who has mutilated face or limb too long, or a man who has injured foot or injured hand, or a hunchback or a dwarf, or a man with a def defect in his sight or an itching disease or scabs or crushed testicles. No man of the offspring of Aaron, the priest who has a blemish, shall come near to offer the Lord's off food offerings. Since he has a blemish, he shall not come near to offer the bread of his God. He may eat the bread of his God, both of the most holy and the holy things. But he shall not go through the veil or approach the altar because he has a blemish that he may not profane my sanctuaries for I am the Lord who sanctifies him. So Moses spoke to Aaron and his sons and to all the people of Israel. Uh, you know, this is a hard passage for me when I read this. Um, of course, it's so hard for me to wrap my head around it because even in my theology, uh, so much of it is through Christ. You know, it's, just, it's the new kingdom. So for me to even read that in this time, those with physical defects, blemish, um, for our maybe day and age, handicapped people, uh, in the lineage of Levi, right? Like even though they were part of the Levi's, um, their parents marry the same, their own people, the Israelites kept everything. If they have one small defect, they couldn't be a priest. Um, I understand that in the Old Testament, what's elevated is, excuse me, the holiness of God. And that's how much is revered, you know, like the reverence for the holy place. And so I'm trying to see it from the perspective of, is it God's mercy? Because he knows that, he just knows right now there's no way for him to get close uh, because Jesus is not here yet. That in a way, it's his mercy that is saving them from dying as they're trying to approach God. I don't know. This is so hard for me to read that these people, because of their defects, cannot come near God. So I might have to look into that just to see how it's understood. And maybe there's bigger implication behind it that I'm just not understanding, uh, not knowing the histor historical context and things like that. So interesting. I'm going to make a note. Remember, grab a pencil, make a note. Okay. All right. Chapter 22. 
And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron his sons, so that they abstain from the holy things of the people of Israel, which they dedicated to me, so that they do not profane my holy name. I am the Lord. Say to them, If any one of your offspring throughout your generations approaches the holy things that the people of Israel dedicate to the Lord, while he has an uncleanness, that person shall be cut off from my presence. I am the Lord. None of the offspring of Aaron who has leprous disease or a discharge may eat of the holy things until he is clean. Whoever touches anything that is unclean through contact with the dead or a man who has an emission of semen and whoever touches swarming thing by which he may be made unclean or a person from uh, whom he may take uncleanness, whatever his uncleanness may be. The person who touches such a thing shall be unclean until the evening and shall not eat of the holy things unless he has bathed his body in water. When the sun goes down, he shall be clean. And afterward, he may eat of the holy things because they are his food. He shall not eat what dies of itself or is torn by beasts and so make himself unclean by it. I am the Lord. They shall therefore keep my charge lest they bear sin for it and die thereby when they profane it. I am the Lord who sanctifies them. A lay person shall not eat of a holy thing. No foreign guest of the priest or hired worker shall eat of a holy thing. But if a priest buys a slave as his property for money, the slave may eat of it. And anyone born in his house may eat of his food. If a priest's daughter marries a layman, she shall not eat of the contribution of the holy things. But if a priest's daughter is widowed or divorced, has no child and returns to her father's house, as in her youth she may eat of her father's food, yet no layperson shall eat of it. And if anyone eats of a holy thing unintentionally, he shall add the fifth of its value to it and give the holy thing to the priest. You shall not profane the holy things of the people of Israel, which they contributed to the Lord, and so cause them to bear iniquity and guilt by eating their holy things. For I am the Lord who sanctifies them. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons and all the people of Israel and say to them, when any one of the house of Israel or of the sojourners in Israel presents a burnt offering as his offering for any of their vows or free will offerings that they offer to the Lord, if it is to be accepted for you, it shall be a male without blemish of the bulls or the sheep or the goats. You shall not offer anything that is blemish for it will not be accepted for you. When anyone offers a sacrifice of peace offerings to the Lord to fulfill a vow or as a free will offering from the herd or from the flock, to be accepted, it must be perfect. There shall be no blemish in it. Animals blind or disabled or mutilated or having a discharge or an itch or scabs, you shall not offer to the Lord or give them to the Lord as food offering on the altar. You may present a bull or lamb that has a part too long or too short for a free will offering, but for a vow offering, it cannot be accepted. Any animal that has its testicles bruised or crushed or torn or cut, you shall not offer to the Lord. You shall not do it within your land. Neither shall you offer as bread of your God. 
any such animals gotten from a foreigner since there is a blemish in them. Because of their mutilation, they will not be accepted for you. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, When an ox or a sheep or a goat is born, it shall remain seven days when its mother, and from the eighth day on it shall be acceptable as food offering to the Lord. But you should not kill an ox or a sheep and her young uh, in young in one day, and you sh- and you sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord. You shall sacrifice it so that you may be accepted. It shall be eaten on the same day. You shall leave none of it until morning. I am the Lord. You shall keep my commandments and do them. I am the Lord. You shall not profane my holy name that I may be sanctified among the people of Israel. I am the Lord who sanctifies you, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. You know what I'm realizing? Um, It's, I feel like the more I'm reading into uh, the purity, the priest and ritual, I think in the beginning it was, um, pretty kind of mild so pulling back this diagram again remember we talked about how uh chapter one and seven serve with ritual priesthood purity and it's going to be purity priesthood ritual um center around the day of atonement and the place of sacrifice the the ultimate way for for the the sin to be paid for i'm realizing that when I was reading 1 through 7, 8 through 10, 11 through 5, I was actually longing for an answer, which is this. This is the kind of climax. And I was like, yes, there is a way for his people to go into the Holy of Holies. But now, as I'm reading, you know, we just read 18 to 20, 21 to 22. I'm actually... I'm really missing this, the 16 and 17. I'm, I'm, it's making you want the answer. Like, why? This is messed up. Like, the things that we just read is pretty hard to read. Like, it's not the way it's supposed to be. Yes, in God's grace and mercy, he's making it a way. But at the end of the day, it's, it's still incomplete. It's still lacking something. Uh, there's this a sense of fear sometimes of like man like we could die trying to come near god if all these things are not right and that's the holiness of god that's how pure he is so good uh, i think the bible project talks about holiness like a sun you know you can't it's so pure and hot that you can't even come near it like you would just disintegrate at the power and holiness of God. So that leads to chapter 23 through 27, which is going to be the final rituals. Just looking uh, forward, there's feasts of the Lord. Uh, there's many different feasts. And now, now, I think they are a little bit more exciting because it's more about celebration and remembering God's work. So hopefully that's it gets a little bit better, but I see uh just how yeah again, just that man, you're longing for an answer that's gonna solve everything. 
uh, yeah well that's it for today we are gonna end it here i know we've been only live for 45 minutes but i am super tired i'm ready to hit the bed um hopefully you have fantastic week today's only monday and tomorrow's gonna be tuesday and we're gonna feel great after we sleep but i hope you're continuously reading through god's word meditating on it asking the lord what is it that you want me to learn um and i hope you're having that communion with god because even for me this morning i just had a sweet time with god just conversing and asking him and him answering and i journaled that and that was so good to write it down so when i encourage you to press into jesus look to him uh, he is there for you and he wants to meet you where you're at so just want to encourage you in that again have a fantastic rest of the week and i'll see you guys wednesday bye bye Ooh.